Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, William Liu. Uh, we will be joined shortly by Dennis Schroeder, Toronto Raptors point guard, uh, who will be joining us from after Raptors practice. So, yeah, sorry about the, uh, you know, bait and switch a little bit. You know, a bit of a chaotic day on the show. Uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, a couple segments planned. Uh, but then practice took place and, you know, practice gets delayed, all this kind of stuff, blah, 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 whatever. Obviously, we're happy to accommodate, uh, but I appreciate uh, Blake, Orn, uh, Lieban for coming on to join us. And, of course, our big guest, Dennis Schroeder, uh, down in uh, practice uh, in Dallas. Dennis, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, finished practice uh, and uh, heading back to the hotel. Are you Are you on the team bus right now? I'm on a team bus right now. Yeah, I uh, tried to switch it up a little bit, you know. Here okay. <laughs> no, I, I like this. I like this. I like this. I'm going to encourage any Raptors teammates to come in and interrupt uh, this uh, this interview. Well, listen. Um, so the last game we saw you guys was on Sunday, prime time, worldwide, 132 countries tuning in to that big game uh, that took place between you guys and the San Antonio Spurs, and of course that comeback down 22 in the second half, coming back all the way. I'm just curious because you guys only had 35 points at halftime and you guys looked like you guys were really, really stuck in the, the mud there. What was the feeling like at halftime? Like, were you guys, like, really determined to, like, come back? Was Darko yelling at you guys? Like, what happened in the halftime? I mean, everybody, of course, uh, was disappointed. Um, everybody had their, you know, heads down and um, there was no communication until the coach came in and coach uh, came in and said listen guys like you guys got two options either you guys hang your heads and um don't go out and uh quit on everybody you know and um uh or you guys go out there and make sure um you know you 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 um dictate the game make sure um we we play in defense and i think that's what we did uh, in the second half uh, play defense, erupted, uh, disrupted their uh, offense and made sure we won of our, you know, defense. And I think uh, that was the biggest um, take, you know, that coach came in and said, listen, guys, like, this game is not over. If you guys want to fight, you know, we can um, still make it. Yeah, well, um, the defense was great. You guys definitely locked in. Um, I think second half, Wemby might have only had, like, four points. Um, I'll ask you about Wemby in a second, but... Scotty Barnes kind of stole the spotlight, right? Like Scotty in that fourth quarter, what he was doing, step back threes, um, being one of the main drivers to to get you guys back over the top. Um, I, I guess I'm curious, like when, how much did you know about Scotty coming into joining this team, and then since joining this team, like what are your impressions of him right now? I mean, you know, playing against him uh, the last two years, uh, I mean, you you can you can tell like he's a competitor. You want to win. Um, really confident um, because he put in the work in and he knows, uh, you know, what he what he works on every single day. Um, and now playing with him, just um, not being afraid of the moment, uh, embracing the moment, um, and thinking uh, at ha- uh, not halftime at uh, the timeout. Uh, coach was like, <laughs> like, yeah, but I can just step back through it. You know, and uh, nah, wait, hold on, what? Because he, he he wanted him to go to the to the paint, and he was like, "But I can't just step back three that one," and was laughing kind of. He said it to me, and uh, the next play, he really did it and tied the game, and uh, that shows me just that he is embracing, you know, every single moment uh, of it, and 
I mean, he's working. You know, he's working really hard. Uh, he want to win. He's a team player, and uh, we're really happy, you know, that we got him. Yo, his confidence is next level if he's if he's telling that. So I, I love hearing that. Well, listen, um, I want to ask you, too, about – so you guys coming back in that game, you guys having that belief, um, you know, bit of a bad call at the, at the end of regulation. I thought you guys might have had that stolen from you. I thought that was not a foul on Pascal, whatever. You guys try to review it, all that kind of stuff. Um, over the course of this game, and I think Wemby had five blocks. And there was a couple of times I think OG tried to go one-on-one against him. Scotty tried to go one-on-one yeah. against him. Um, I didn't I didn't see you go one-on-one against him. Uh, and I know I asked you last week how you're going to get a shot off against him. But, yeah, what's your impression of playing against him, man? I mean, first off, you know, he's um, uh, the future of the NBA probably. You know, um, I mean, just how long he is, uh, how he can dribble the ball. How he um, shoots it, you know, he got great touch defensively and offensively. He's just, you know, elite or can be elite. So uh, for me, you know, I didn't try to. I shot, I think, two threes over him and airboarded it because <laughs> I wasn't sure if he's blocking it or not. Um, Yo, can you see the rim when you when he's like contesting? Not really. That's <laughs> the reason why I airboarded it. I didn't know. <laughs> um, that was kind of kind of funny, but um, I mean, you know, he's he's a great player. Um, but end of the day, you know, we wanted to come in and get the W, and uh, that's what we did. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, no, because I think there was one play where I think you were running a pick and roll with Yak, and OG was in the strong side corner, and Wemby was guarding OG. And Wemby, like most people do, they come over and they tag Yak on that roll, so they're trying to provide help off the corner. And I think you were like, oh, easy pass to OG in the corner. He's going to be open for three. And I think you delivered a really good pass to OG. OG caught it in the corner, and Wemby closed out and blocked it with, like, at least half his hand. Still, it's like, yeah. I, I would say 99% of NBA players are wide open in that scenario. But with him, it's just not the case. It changes everything you guys yeah. got to do. For sure. I mean, uh, I remember that play. And uh, I think Wemby was still, um, you know, in the paint yeah. um, while he was catching it. And, I mean, to make that play, that's the reason why I said on the defensive end, he is just uh, elite. He's just uh, elite um, and can impact, you know, the game on both ends of the floor. Um, and I think that's what, you know, the superstars uh, do. And um, they, you know, they, the two-way, uh, two-man guys who can play on the defensive side and on the offensive side, Kawhi Leonard, you know, who've been here, uh, Paul George, you know, Braun, um, they win championship. Mm. Well, I mean, your part in this game was also huge. Um you know, you really took over in the third quarter, had a couple of drives to the basket in the fourth quarter as well. And I think, you know, I keep asking this question, but I, I wanted to know your thought process. Like, how did you know what times to go in the in the, in the second half there? Because it seemed like you were really able to get to the rim and, uh, you know, really was a big part of the offense in the second half and overtime. Yeah, I just I try to be aggressive uh, at all times, but I still try to, you know, fill out the game. For me, it's... Um, like, even with the national team, you know, I'm, I'm not going into a game and say I'm going to shoot 20 shots or I'm going to say I'm going to shoot 15 shots. I just uh, take what the games, you know, uh, the game brings to me. And sometimes that means I got to take more shots. And sometimes uh, it says I'm not taking no shots, you know. So mm. at the end of the day, um, I just try to read the game and make sure um, everybody is in the same uh, or in the right spots. Uh, try to feed them. But um, sometimes I got to be aggressive, too. And I think, um, you know, in that game, 
was a lot of, you know, when Wemby was um, not on the court, uh, I took advantage, you know, just mm. um, going to the to the to the basket and uh, get them sneak drives. Yeah, no, you're you're definitely very good at those drives, man. Uh, elite <laughs> quickness, elite quickness. All right, uh, and then the last question about that game, and I've noticed this a couple of times. What is this chain you guys are handing on after the game now? You know what I mean? Like this post-game chain, I've seen it on Pascal, I've seen it on Scotty after the game in San Antonio. What is this chain and sort of what's the story behind that? Uh, that's the 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 play of the game chain. Um, okay. Whoever, you know, like uh, did hustle plays, whoever, you know, had a big shot um, or was like the, you know, the, the best player of the game. Um, gets that chain, and uh, the first one was uh, Pascal Siakam, and then the second one was uh, uh, Scotty Barnes, of course. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a it's a big award uh, for everybody. Everybody want to win it, so uh, we you know uh, go out there and give one hundred ten percent to win the game. No, we got to see you with the chain soon, all right? Because um... hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So who, who's, do you know whose idea was that? Like, was that Darko's idea? Was this one of the vets' ideas? Like, where did that come from? That came from Darko. Darko, okay. um, I had it last year as well, and I seen it all over. You know, everybody is doing it now. Denver does it. I think uh, I think Sacramento did, yep. uh, did it last year as well. So it's a couple of teams are doing it. So I think it's a great idea, and um, I'm glad we uh, did it now too. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of uh... – you know, in the Premier League, when they give you that little, like, block, that little triangle or that rectangular block for the, the man of the match. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically the yeah, Raptors yeah. man of the match. I like that. Well, listen, I want to talk about you as well um, as you navigate your way through the hotel. What's going on? Um, but, yeah, I mean, so for you um, joining the team, I mean, we, we keep tracking the stat, but you are still, like, what, fifth in the league in assists? You're tied with Luca. We'll see who has more assists tomorrow between you guys. No, but seriously, like, you've, you've come on and, like, you've adapted to life as a Raptor really quickly. And listen, I think a lot of Raptors in franchise history have struggled to join the team in free agency. Some have, like, gone off to slow starts or been disappointing. You've hit the ground running faster than I remember any Raptors free agent. So I just wanted to hear from your perspective. Like, how, why do you think you've been so successful so quickly joining the new team here? I mean, uh, it's just, uh, it's just um, so easy uh, for me because, I mean, Darko, first of all, I know him, and I'm always the guy who, you know, wants to play um, comfortably and um, knowing that a coach, you know, believes in you and makes sure that, you know, um, he puts you in the right spots. Um, it's just, you know, um, everything to me. And uh, I think I can't just play free here. Um, I got teammates who are making it easy for me as well, who knock down shots and uh, great roles. And, um, I mean, we're kicking the ball ahead and make sure we're putting pressure on the rim early. And I think that's my play style. And mm. uh, I've been in the league now, you know, the, my 10th year. I'm going into my 11th now. And, um I mean, I, I, I just know how the game go. And um, I feel very confident and very, like, comfortable in that situation where Darko puts me in and um, just try to make the best as possible, you know. Um, try to go out there and compete and um, get a W every single night. Yeah, well, no, you've been, you've been excellent. Um, I think what's been interesting, too, is because the Raptors have struggled with finding consistency from the backup point guard position. And, and you've played some backup in, in your career as well. You've obviously played as a starter, too. Um, mm -hmm. how do you see Malachi growing right now? Because I think for, for him, last couple of years, he's been one of the backup point guards, but then he's been third string. Sometimes he's not playing. Sometimes going to the G League.
But it seems like this year he's starting to find a little bit of a role for himself. You know, it seems like he's really scrappy on defense. And I see you in his ear all the time. So I'm curious in terms of your perspective on how Malachi's been adapting to that role behind you. I mean, the the last two years I've seen one game he played, then the next game he didn't play. Mm. Um, then he comes in, plays maybe two minutes, five minutes, and gets subbed out again. Um, and it messes with you a little bit, you know, with your confidence. And um, I told him, yeah, listen, like, um, I'm, I'm a guy who want to see everybody win, elevate, and uh, he, we need him. Mm. And uh, what he did last game against San Antonio, picking up full court, just disrupting the the offense from the other team, um, picking up four like I did, um, or like I do every single game probably, um, just pushing the pace on the offensive end, finding his role there first, you know, to get on the floor. I think that's the most important. Um, and a lot of people don't understand it, uh, young players, but um, it's not about scoring in mm. the NBA. It's not about, you know, like I got to score 20 points. Like, how can you impact winning and how can you just, you know, go out there and make sure um, you give what the team needs from you? And I think uh, we got so much talent in the room, of course, when he's open and uh, when he's aggressive and can score and that's the right decision, then take it. But if um, if uh, you ain't got to force anything and I think I just try to help him on that, you know, just seeing the floor more. Maybe we can play together if he mm. takes a next step that we can play together as two, you know, point guards on the floor, make it even quicker. And, um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's steps for him too. It's the first time that a coach really trusts him and say, yo, listen, every mm. single game you're going to play, you're going to get a role and we need you. And uh, we need everybody who is uh, in that locker room because it's a long season. Um, and uh, I think, what he did last last game was elite from him. And when he does that, he's going to find his role very quickly. Yeah, for sure. No, that's... Uh, man, I'm really happy for Malachi that he got you, he got coach in his corner right now. Because I think he really did need this chance, right? Because, you know... Yes. Uh, I'm sure you've been in that position before where you don't really know if you're going to play the next day or not. It just affects everything yeah. in your life because you guys put everything yeah. you guys have towards preparing for uh, for the performances. All right, I know, Dennis, look, listen. Like, you're, you're clearly in the middle of things, so I don't want to ask you too many questions. I'm going to let you go a little early, but I want to ask you this last question. Um, I notice a lot after games, you got a lot of ice on. You got a lot of ice on. You really take care of your body in that way. Uh, who got more ice on after the game? You were Otto Porter these days. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Uh, um, I mean, I got, you know, ice bath. Uh, I got that uh, from, from LeBron James. I mean, mm. he showed me the way um, I did ice uh, after every practice um, yeah. since my fourth or fifth year. But, oh, okay. I mean, LeBron is like, uh, he got, uh, he does it probably like two, three times a day and uh, did it on his back as well and um, got a, um, the foot bath with ice in it and knees, back, shoulders, and um, I just try to, you know, um, do the same thing because, I mean, he's one of the best players in the world. Uh -huh. Been playing for 21 years, and um, it's been helping me as well. And uh, I think I feel fresh. I just turned 30 and um, still pick up full court. So uh, yeah. it's been well. It's been going good. So uh, I'm going to keep at it. But to come to your question, I think Otto Porter still has more ice than me. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, Dennis Schroeder, you, uh, you you hit the freeze on and off the court. All right, so 
we're going to let you go, man. But I uh, appreciate you. And I'll call you again next week. All right. Get this win tomorrow. All right, man. Thank you very much. All right. Dennis Schroeder. Well, yo, listen, uh, Alex, we're going to bring you in for the last uh, <laughs> minute. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> I'm at work today. So the story today here, was supposed to be my day off. Is all I'm it was say. supposed to be your day Long off. Long story. We'll you, tell it on the banter pod. You've been you've been well, scrapping around. Yeah, banter pod coming tomorrow. We yeah. record one probably we drop will, it Thursday. We will let you know the full story of why I was supposed to be off today. Yeah. Well, still, um, I just gotta say, man, Dennis, the commitment to joining the show. Dennis was rolling through like Goldeneye, like double like N64, like yeah. he was in three different levels. Yeah. Like I saw him go through different. Like this is yeah. like an opening screen of a video game. He started on the team bus. I saw Big Ugly Jakob right behind him. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. So okay. so technically that was Jakob Pertle's fourth interview with with the with the Raptors show, and uh, and then he gets up and then he gets off the bus. He sits on the curb. Bro, he's on a curb. This is like for yeah. people who listen to the podcast. This is why you got to watch it on on Sportsnet is because you got to see this, man. No, if this is not this. if this is Go not watch the best promo. Go watch it on YouTube. If this is not the best promo to to subscribe, get cable, yeah, yeah. get Sportsnet Plus. Like yeah. you need to see where Dennis is at all times. I'll die when he joined the Zoom and he's on the bus. He's on the bus. He's sitting on a curb outside the hotel. Seems like someone told him to move. He walks into the hotel. He's on a chair. He's on the background. The background looks like he's like, you know, the Hall of Mirrors where um, the weekend was at the Super Bowl performance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like looking around. <laughs> Salute that a shooter, man. The commitment to joining the show is excellent. And uh, I will eventually ask him the story about how he got discovered in Germany. But uh, he's got too many great quotes in the meantime about Malachi, about Scotty, and about himself as well. So uh, we're going to wrap it here. I've been your host, Will Lou. You've been listening to The Raptor Bye, Show. Mom. <laughs> on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. Thanks once again to Dennis Schroeder, Lee Van Osman, Oren Weisfeld, producer and co-host Alex Wong. Seriously, special shout out to you coming in on your day off. Blake Murphy, who got a special interview for you soon. Our board producer, Derek Brendale, Jennifer Rolnick, David Sis, Jeremy Manitad, helping behind the scenes. We'll be back tomorrow. 